Greetings and welcome to the podcast show, Touching People for Heaven. Today is a special edition of My Sunday Prayer Letters with your host, Preacher John. God bless you, my dear friend. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that there will be something here in this show, in this episode, that you're able to use in your life, in the life of your family, in the life of your friends, and in the lives of people you haven't met yet. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Okay, are you ready? Let's get started. This is season 2019, episode number 32, number 32, and is titled, Let Your Speech Be Always with Grace. Wow, what a title. That's found in Colossians 4, 6 in the King James Version, and I'll read it to you. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. And that's a good verse. This is Sunday, November 17th in 2019. And uh, as I said, this is my Sunday prayer letters, and we are, I just finished writing it. Um, I write these letters on Saturday. So it's Saturday afternoon, and then they go live on Sunday morning. The, the show will go live on Sunday tomorrow morning. And uh, I find it's really difficult to do something that's in the future. <laughs> you know, that is, uh, I'm not used to that. I live right in the moment, you know. But uh, I've noticed that as ministry has progressed for me, I've had to do things for tomorrow. No, I've had to do things today for tomorrow. See, it's even complicated to say. So, uh, but I spend Saturday uh, as my day off. It's a Sabbath day for me to the Lord. It's not the traditional Sabbath. It's just a day of rest I spend for the Lord. I almost knocked my computer off my desk. Sorry about that. <laughs> and so I work from Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So I work six days a week preaching the gospel. And then Saturday I take off, and during my, and I spend most of the day Saturday in prayer, thinking about the Lord, and I really do no thinking about the week or what I've done. I'm just, it's just totally about God and about His Word. So I spend many, many, many hours just surveying different scriptures and putting different scriptures and just talking to the Lord about different verses that are in, that's uh, in the Word. I just get so much out of these Saturdays, and really it's a time that I look forward to just to let go. I don't do any ministry outside of what I'm doing now, uh, and this prayer letter comes out of this many hours of uh, prayer. So at the end of these hours are my prayer letter, and uh, which takes me probably an hour to write, maybe an hour and a half. I know, it's... <laughs> You wouldn't think it'd take an hour and a half to write a letter, but, you know, I'm sort of like a perfectionist, and it does take a little bit of time. And then a few weeks ago, I started doing a episode on my podcast show for these Sunday prayer letters, and I've really enjoyed it. So that's what I'm doing here. So I'm going to read the letter, and uh, we'll discuss it as we go along or share whatever the Holy Spirit puts in my heart, and we'll get started. I say, greetings. It's November, and this year will soon come to an end, along with this decade coming to an end. Anytime dates change and times change, 
there are other things that change that we all don't see nor understand. But as creatures of this earth, we can feel the change. Change is one of those odd things that happen all through our life, but is difficult to describe how we feel about it. Generally, what I see as a preacher is people act different around times and seasons of change. Unfortunately, many of the actions taken by people are not so constructive, and many are. Okay, It's always funny to me when I sit down and write my Sunday prayer letter to you. I think about you all week long because I mention your name to God every day during my morning prayer time. (laughs) I actually call it my morning coffee meeting with God. (laughs) I love my time with God and in prayer. And I do this morning prayer time or morning coffee meeting with God every day, seven days a week. It is after I do my little morning routine of getting up and getting things going, this is the time I make my coffee and I sit down with the Lord with my legal pad and Bible and pen. And, and uh, I, I usually write my, I write my whole prayer out, usually one page, two pages. Like today, Saturday, it's, sometimes it goes into three or four pages. And it just helps me to communicate with the Lord. I write the verses out. I, I write my prayer request out. I just do different things by writing. And I've been doing that type of method of prayer for, I think, about, see, 14, 15, 16, what, 17 years? 17 years. (laughs) I think there's some people listening that are, I've been doing this as long as you've been born. (laughs) But that's just uh, just, uh, the byproduct of being around a long time. You know, I just celebrated my 66th birthday, and so you you live around 66 years, you're going to see a lot of things. And uh, I'll continue with my letter. I'll just continue where I left off. I love my time with God in prayer. You know, one of the highlights of my week is right now when I get to write to you. This morning, I could hear the words will you get tired of writing your letter? I instantly said no, because I love the feeling I get when I share myself in this letter to you. And this is a big reason why I um, don't want... um, You know, folks, sometimes when we're talking, uh, the Holy Spirit will also want to say something and like right now, I'm going to pray and interrupt my own show. Well, the Holy Spirit's going to interrupt my show. For <laughs> This is a uh, little sidebar from the Holy Spirit. I just thank you that, uh, Holy Spirit, that you have a message for the people here. And you who are listening this moment, God is with you. Be Know for a fact that you're not standing by yourself. You're not sitting by yourself. You are not alone. I guarantee you, if you're a born-again, spirit-filled Christian, you're not alone. Even if you don't see a soul around you, not one person around you. You know, the angels of God rejoice in the presence of God when, uh, when people are saved and uh, the angels of God rejoice 
over a lot of the things that we do. They actually marvel at us. But angels are here to assist and to minister to us. No, don't get weird on me now. But I just want to let you know that you are not alone, that the Lord is with you, my friend. He's with you right now. And, you know, this is a big reason why I do what I do and the idea in this week's letter. The reason I do just about anything, but let me preface this first. This has come from years and years, or actually decades, of ministry and working with people in all areas of life. So I have found that for me, personally speaking, I must do things for myself and not do things for people. When I've done things in the past for people, I'm always, you know, let down and disappointed. And this is very, very bad for a minister and for prayers, prayers for people. You know, ministers, which is actually all Christians, must pray for people on an ongoing basis. By doing things for me, I'm actually doing things for the Lord. You know, decades ago, I've committed my entire life to serving God in everything that I do. This has never changed in over 40 years. It's actually a gift from God to be able to give my life to God. And so I appreciate God's gifts. So the reason I write these Sunday letters is because they make me feel so good inside. I've attempted to explain this joy I have in writing to you every week, but I can't seem to put the right words together. I just love it, and I love you. And the love comes from God and through daily prayer for you. That's how Christians build their love for people, prayer. And prayer is giving. Giving is what is on my heart for this week. Giving everything, not just one thing or another. And let me short-circuit real quick in your brain when ministers talk about giving. I'm going to short-circuit it right now. I'm not talking about money. All right? End of subject. The scriptures are, Luke 6, 38, Give, and it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet withal, it shall be measured to you again. Again, that's Luke 6, 38 in the King James. We drop down to another verse here, 2 Corinthians 9, 7 in the KJV. It says, Every man, according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. This thought I have about giving is actually more a, of a warning rather than a request or a declaration or even a suggestion or a teaching about giving. It's a warning. <laughs> the warning comes from months and months on the streets preaching the gospel of Christ with my banners and intercessions and tracts. I hear people say they're going to do this or that, and then they never do this or that. This is how Satan can really mess people up, and they don't even recognize it. Beware of the wiles of Satan, the deceiver. 
He will get into a person's life without being noticed. Beware. When Satan comes around, things change. Not fast or instantly or quick. No. If they did, then he would, we would notice. Then he, we would notice. Yeah, absolutely. We would notice <laughs> and take appropriate actions against Satan. You know, right now, as I'm writing this and I can pick up opposition to this type of conversation. Why? Because Satan has taught most people that he doesn't exist. He is not real. And that if you talk about him, it is somehow a bad thing and God will not be pleased. This is all a lie and part of his plan of deception. Satan will tell you whatever he needs to say to make you feel that even the thought of Satan is wrong and bad. Here's a uh, couple of key verses in Scripture. Ephesians 6.11 Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And this verse, 1 Corinthians 15.33 Be not deceived, evil communications corrupt good manners. Our, com our communications to each other and to ourselves are key ingredients to our faith. If we say we are going to do something and then we don't do it, we are speaking evil communications. Yes, I know this sounds a bit over the top, but I'm making a point on the importance of our giving, and giving is speaking, and speaking is giving. We speak, therefore, thereby we give. No giving precedes speaking. We are saved by speaking. Even the deaf speaks. Therefore, beware of evil communications. Why? Because evil communications corrupt good manners. And manners are our actions which follow our speaking. If a person knows that they will not act on their speech, then by all means do not say something that you know will not happen. This is an act of deceiving. Why? I don't know why I keep asking that question, why, but why? When words are spoken and not carried out, then evil has a way in to the person speaking. Giving our speech either opens the door to good or opens the door to evil. This is not an automatic thing that happens in our lives. We all are taught how to speak, what to say, and what to expect from our speech. Therefore, we can learn how to correctly speak the words of faith into our life and into the lives of others around us. You know, as I write this letter I'm speaking in a, and speak it in a written format. Let me say that again. <laughs> I got dyslexia for a second there. As I write this letter, I am speaking in a written format. And if you hear my podcast, aha, there you go, you will hear me speak. This is me, my spirit, speaking into your life, your spirit. We are spirits, not flesh. Yes, I know this can be a 
controversial subject, but I don't care. It's the truth. <laughs> you got to read the Bible. Proverbs 17, 7 says, Excellent speech becometh not a fool, much less do lying lips a prince. Psalm 19, 2 and 3 says, Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Ooh, boy. John 8, 43 and 45 says, Why do you not understand my speech? Even because ye cannot hear my word, ye are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar, and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, ye believe me not. Ooh, man, that was Jesus speaking in John 8, 43 and 45. Here in Romans 16, 8, For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good works and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Tough one there. Colossians 4, 6 says, Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how you ought to answer every man. Isn't that amazing? Let me say that again. Colossians 4, 6 in the King James Version says this, Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how you ought to answer every man. Isn't that beautiful? It's just, I, I just love that verse, Colossians 4, 6. That's what this uh, letter's on. That's just amazing. You know, and I'd encourage you, my friend, to, to, you know, get your Bible out. Look up Colossians 4, 6. It's in the New Testament. It's not hard to find. You can look in the index to find Colossians if you need to. Look at 4, 6 and read it slowly. Think about it for a while. And ask the Holy Spirit to teach you what it actually is saying, what it says. Teach you what it says. You know, don't twist it, don't manipulate it, don't change it, don't add to it. Just read it for what it is. In Titus 2.8, it says, Sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. These uh, series of scriptures are always to learn how to have a speech that is all the time filled with grace, the grace that is the answer for every man. How we give our speech, our talking, our conversation, our communication will determine how we live, either by faith or by works. Living by faith is the correct choice. Living by works will not end well. Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. So thank you, my friend, for allowing me to write and record this show um, because it's such a sharp letter. It's filled with tension and, of course, of grace. Because without grace, we cannot receive from the Lord. Ephesians 1.3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Hebrews 4.16 Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace, 
that we may know, that we may obtain mercy, excuse me, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I'll repeat that verse in Hebrews 4.16, King James Version. It says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You know, right now, that is what we do in prayer. And God wrote it in His Word. He's the author of His Word. He's the author and finisher of our faith. He told us to come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we, you, me, everyone who believes this, may obtain mercy. That means that's an absolute fact, obtain mercy. And find grace in help to help. Find grace to help in time of need. Wow, that is just such a powerful verse, my friend. Hebrews 4.16 Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. That's the answer to your prayer. Hebrews 4.16 That is the answer to your prayer. Someone who's listening right now, that is the answer to your prayer. It's in Hebrews 4, verse 16. Hebrews 4, 16. All right, grace be with you, my friend. Amen. Signed, J.C. The last two verses on the bottom of my letter says Psalms 40, 84, Psalm 84, 11. For the Lord God is a shield. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will be withheld from them that walk uprightly. Proverbs twenty two eleven. He that loveth pureness of heart, for the grace of his lips, the king shall be his friend. This is the Sunday Prayer Letter. It's written Saturday, November 16th, 2019 at 312 p.m. in Boulder, Colorado. This is John Shuck, a street preacher, church builder, pastor, missionary, and I can be found at johnshuck.org. That's J-O-H-N-C-H-O-Q-U-E.org. God bless you, my friend. Have a great evening, great day, great week, and enjoy the coming year. God bless you, my friend.